This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Karen on from Genomic Life, and our topic today is keep your workforce healthy and profitable post-COVID. So a couple of things to unpack there. Can't wait to get into it. Karen, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself and Genomic Life? Absolutely. So thank you very much, William. Uh, My name is Karen Farrell. I am the CEO of Genomic Life. And at Genomic Life, our mission is to accelerate genetic testing as part of overall healthcare and in particular, proactive healthcare. Oh, that's fantastic. Let's, let's dig into that just a little bit real quick. What are you, what are you saying? It's uh, cause I love pro- anything proactive, especially in healthcare. If we can get ahead of some of these things, uh, I, it would, I think it's just would help us with, with so many things in life, uh, so many things to unpack there, but just give us a couple of examples of what y'all do uh, to help folks be a little bit more proactive. Well, I think I think coming off of COVID, um, what we've had over the last two and a half years is we have had we have seen screening. So this would be mammography and kind of colorectal exams are down as much as 85 Mm percent. And that's been reported, you know, through various journals, oncology, clinical cancer journals. Um, In addition at the same time, we're seeing an increase in behavioral health issues, particularly uh, anxiety and depression. Right. And that's up as much as 41%. And, and with anxiety and depression, are they seeking medical help as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And most, okay, of those, most of those are treated with medication. Right. And so getting back into kind of what we do is really we need to understand each one of us are different. And um, particularly with medications, it's all around how we metabolize drugs. So 90%, over 90% of us will have some type of reaction to a class of drugs. And this is particularly in behavioral health is one of them. So right now, when someone goes to the doctor, their primary care physician, or even a behavioral health specialist, frequently the physician will just turn to what they've known, drugs that they've used before, and they'll say, try this, and if it doesn't work, come back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've been through this, actually, personally, so I I have a personal story here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and so... Since we're talking about behavioral health, I'll stay focused on that. Um, But some of those drugs, depending upon how we metabolize them individually, can really have some pretty severe side effects. And so by what we do at Genomic Life is 
we send to your house. So we, we have an app that you can just um, log into. We collect some family history. Uh, you order your kit. And what you will get is a, a saliva test. Right. And you get one for the pharmacogenomics and you'll get one for hereditary, which I'll speak about shortly. But what you do is literally you put saliva into a very small tube, pop it on, pop the top on and send it off. And then you will be notified on your app to schedule an appointment with a genetic counselor or a farm, you know, a pharmacist or a physician based on what the results are to walk you through. Now, the significance of this is if you are Again, depending upon how you metabolize drugs, some of these can have fatal side effects. Right. And so, um, you know, occasionally you'll hear that, you know, someone had it. You wonder why, because it's a drug that many people are on. And that's what it is. We truly are individuals. And what, what genomic life does is it's true personalized medicine. And, you know, if you add, ethnic differences as well. I mean, there are some uh, illnesses that are, you know, based on our heritage. Right. Of course. And so, but when you go to the doctor, frequently we're all treated the same. So (laughs) as we're looking at health equity, this genetic testing is true, a true equalizer of that. And it really recognizes you at your DNA level and provides information back to you that your physicians can treat you based on your genetic makeup. I love this. So two, two questions. The saliva tests, are they similar or different to uh, the DNA tests that one might have for um, 23andMe or Ancestry or things like that? The second question is drugs together. I've always been, I've always been concerned, but also wondered about how different prescriptions interact with each other. So may, maybe, you know, one prescription, like I take a Wellbutrin and a Prozac. So I'll just <laughs> take yeah. 300 milligrams of Wellbutrin and, and 10, 10 milligrams of Prozac. But it took me a while to figure that out. It took me, it took my pharmacologist a while to figure that mixture out. So the yeah. second question is more of a, the combination of, of drugs and how they interact with each other. And uh, the first question was, just for the audience to understand how simple the test is. Oh, absolutely. You know, so the vial is not, I don't even think it's two inches long, you know, that you pop the cap and you just literally spit saliva into this to align, shake it up, put it in the package. So very, very simple to your point, which is an excellent point about drug, drug gene interaction. Right. And this will, this genetic test, not only looks at your genetic makeup compared to a drug, it also looks at drug-drug interaction. So you may have, it, it will, we need to be looking at the drugs that you are on, the multiple drugs and the dose that you are on. Right. And so that's why, you know, once the test comes back and you'll, you know, you'll have a, a telephone conversation with a pharmacist or a physician or a genetic counselor based on uh, those results to walk you through. And to your point, you know, if you have a physician that needs help, we actually do peer-to-peer consults. Oh, that's great. 
I, it's it's it, I've found a a spreadsheet. You're 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 next level here, but I found a spreadsheet from the NIH that basically you can go in and it's editable, so you can actually go in a PDF editable, so you can go in and put in all your supplements, so whatever prescriptions and, yeah. and really what other supplements, anything you take on a daily uh, basis, and I created that and then I sent it to all my doctors. So not just my primary, but my eye doctor, <laughs> like literally every doctor has the same thing. So I'm like, you know what? We're just going to have this on file at everybody's place. We're just going to get yeah. Now yeah. everybody knows what I'm taking. <laughs> yeah. So there really are three tests that are made available, uh, two for everyone. And then the third would be for individuals that are planning to start a family in the next mm -hmm. year. And that would be a carrier test. And uh, so I'm going to walk you through the three tests. We've talked a little bit about the pharmacogenomics. I think you have a real good feel right. about that. The next one I'm going to speak about is the hereditary test. So, you know, you frequently, I talk to folks and they, they say, well, you know, I'm healthy. I exercise. I eat right. I drink a ton of water. Uh, I'm in pretty good shape, right? And I say, well, it depends it, it depends on your genes, yeah. right? And so we, we look at 147 genes, all of them are actionable, meaning based on the results, there will be something that you can do proactively oh. um, based, on, based on your own results. Um, I think what's, what's very important is that, again, I'll speak about COVID, so, um, you know, patients aren't going in to see their physician. We talked about, right. you know, mammographies and rectal exams being down. So what's happening is you've got a population that may have cancer yep. that's now presenting itself in a later stage. That's right. Okay. So in a normal population of about 10,000 employees, you're going to have 50, 50 cases, new cases of cancer each year. But because this has been kind of hidden over the last two years, there really is this burgeoning healthcare significant issue that is, is there that needs to be addressed. So we look at things like colon cancer, pancreatic cancer. And if you can find colon, colon cancer and pancreatic cancer early, Right. Then you go in and you have regular, in the case of pancreatic cancer, would have regular scans. And we've identified, thank heavens, we found two just in the last year where it was a small spot on the pancreas and they could go in and do radiation, maybe one round of chemo, excise it, and then they're, they no longer have pancreatic cancer. Right. And it's one of those things, uh, pancreatic cancer is a death sentence. If it's stage three or stage four, it's, you, there's no coming back. But if it's stage one, you catch it early, uh, it's, it's man not manageable. You can, you can get rid of it. And, you are uh, correct. You're correct. Yeah. Wow. And likewise with colon cancer, yeah. you know, uh, again, there are multiple genes. It's not one, but right. uh, if you have colon cancer, the... You, you should not be on the every 10 year schedule. You may, right. <laughs> some people need it every year to manage. That's right. 
because and you know, fast. but if you if you do it every year again I, I just did a colonoscopy i think um last year at the end of last year it's the first time i've done one and you know what he's like everything was great see you in 10 years i'm like okay <laughs> yeah. cool but you like, know what you should still have a genetic screen to make 100%. sure that there, there's no risk there and then one that you know i think has puzzled um you know the uh, consumers like us healthcare consumers for years is occasionally young people will have a significant heart event major heart event you'll mm-hmm. you know you'll see here of 20 and 30 year olds dropping dead on the tennis court and what's interesting is it's called uh, familial hypercholesterolemia and if you that gene is identified you have a significant risk of having a major heart event but it can be controlled with medication so that's something you'd want to know right away and take proactive steps. What I love about uh, there's a couple of things. Um, first thing is is you, you talked about a term health equity that I want you to unpack for us because I don't think we give uh, I don't we think we give that enough airtime. So we'll talk about that. But the other is the genes that you've marked. You've you've marked them as actionable, meaning okay, you can go into your genetics and uh, your eyes are brown your mom's eyes are brown your dad's eyes are brown that's fantastic but you're looking at specific genes that you can do something about which mm-hmm. i which i love that and you said it was 160 147 right 147 now. there are more that are available but for us we want to be real sensitive that we're not creating um unnecessary medical costs. Right. hundred percent. And so one of the other ones that I think is worthy to talk about is all of the breast cancer genes. So BRCA1, BRCA2, and there's more. And we do all of those. And what's really important is because the criteria that we have had for women historically is if you had a mother, sister, or grandmother that had breast cancer, then you could get a test for the BRCA gene. But in the event that it passed through the grandfather in the form of prostate cancer Hmm. or even colon cancer, it can present in their grandchild, just to give you an example, as BRCA. It, it, It is now that same gene passed on is now breast cancer or ovarian cancer. Oh, wow. That is fascinating because you would think that it would it would present as the same thing, but yeah. it but it doesn't. It, it oh my goodness, this is great. So so let's let's deal with health health equity because you brought up something that I think is just uh, just something we don't talk enough about because we talk about equity. Uh, well, pay equity is is a great uh, is first of all is a great topic. We talk give it a lot of airtime. We need to actually do pay equity. That's different, separate issue. Um, but health equity, I haven't heard that phrase as much as I'd like. Tell us a little bit about the world of health equity. Yes. You know, as I mentioned earlier, historically, we've been treated the same because right. we didn't have this information. It wasn't part of our, our electronic medical record uh, to be utilized. And up until recently, even physicians weren't, weren't trained to utilize it in 
primary care or specialty care. It was pretty much limited to oncology and some of the tertiary care specialists. But um, we are recognizing that some diseases, I mean, African-American, mm-hmm. there are certain diseases that are just there, it, it just um, in, in their lineage. Likewise, right. um, you know, Asian, the Jewish community, yeah. you know, yeah. we're familiar with, with some of those, but um, this should be made available to everyone. And so that I would say some of the ethnic differences, we need to put front and center and we need to make that information available to everyone. So when you're, when you're talking, when, first of all, on the B2B side, when you talk to a business about uh, the, uh, about basically, you know, Hey, have you, are you looking at this? And if you want to drive down health costs, uh, you know, wellness in, is, is, is obviously the way that we've talked about it for the last 25 years, which is steps and programmatically doing different things. But you're, you're coming at them with a, a different kind of a, a, such a solution in that, you know, wellness is great. Fantastic. Keep doing it. However, um, let's get to the DNA of each person and then figure out in a highly personalized way what they need and then go from there because going from there could be completely different depending on the person. You're absolutely correct. And some of the examples that we addressed, I mean, BRCA, Mm -hmm. uh, the hyper uh, familial hypercholesterolemia, um, you know, the pancreatic genes, the colon cancer genes, you can eat right, you can exercise, you can do your steps, and we recommend you do all of that. Right. We do. But if you have hereditary risk, right. eating and exercising is not gonna, it's not gonna prevent that disease. And what we need to make available to everyone is give them their DNA code. And we present it in a very understandable uh, report for the individual and actionable report for the physicians so that you can get either preventative care or treatment uh, that is specific for you. One other thing is uh, on chemotherapy in particular, you know, you need to make, we need to make sure that, um, that the tumor is profiled and then the drug is matched not only to the tumor, but to your DNA. So why, you know, logically, I'm trying to, why would, why would, why would anyone say no to this? Like, what, what's the, what would in sales we call the objection response, right? So like, um, what would, do some people just not want to know? So I think that, I think the issue is uh, a bit more complex. So, <laughs> so let's start, let's start with the insurance industry. And okay. that, really, that was my background, right? I worked for providers and then I worked for, for health plans before I came here. So, you know, health plans are there to control costs, right. to, to drive down the price and to control utilization. And so what happens is 
the science is accelerating at an unprecedented rate. It's actually moving faster than Moore's law and the price is coming way down. So what used to cost thousands of dollars, you're, you know, say a decade ago or five years ago even, is really now a few hundred dollars. But the industry is extremely fragmented. So you can't go to one lab and get them all. And so you really need, and physicians need to know what genes should they order, mm-hmm. when and for who, right? And so that's really the role that we play is that subject matter, um, you know, uh, advisor, and, and we have a technology solution to create this seamless experience. But so the, the industry itself is, is behind the science, quite honestly, and physicians have about seven minutes with a patient. So we've got to make this information, we've got to put it in their hands, make it actionable, easy for them to get. And when they have questions, we've got to have that peer-to-peer. So I think that talks a little bit about what we're dealing with in the macro environment and kind of the financing of who pays for it. From the employer perspective, I have to tell you that there is a real heightened interest and awareness right now. And and particularly, I think since COVID, uh, employers are seeing right now cancers presenting themselves at a later stage. Mm-hmm. And they, even before COVID, cancer had one of the highest trends. Cancer and, and the highest uh, is really pharmacy. Right. Drugs. right. And so those two things they're really interested in. And, and so by you know, doing this for their entire population and truly engaging the population. And that's what we're seeing interest right now is they've, they said, we've tried these other programs. They really, they've had some benefit, but limited, right? And so they think that they can, um, you know, identify disease early before it presents, as you said, in later stages. But by so that time... They, by that time, especially pancreatic is a great example, by that time that, that they found it, I, I wouldn't say it's too late. It's just, it's, uh, well. In some cases it is. It in is. Some cases yeah. it is. And, you know, historically what's interesting too is, you know, employers or health plans would say, what's the return on investment? And it's usually seen as a dollar spent versus a dollar saved medical cost. Right. And that is important. It truly is important. And what's interesting is if you just look at pharmacogenomics, for example, it has, I mean, this is very well published that there are, are significant downstream benefits. So not having adverse reactions, people don't go to the emergency room. People don't have one and two day stays mm-hmm. from having adverse reactions. Right. Um, it's, it's avoidable. You're absolutely correct. But there's also, I think, other things that we need to think about. We need to measure all of those. There's no doubt about that. 
but what's the value of a life? What's the value of extending life one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years? And, and sometimes I think we get caught up in the $1 spent, we need $1 saved. And like I said, very, very important. But the others to me, um, I think if COVID has taught us anything, it's our family, our friends, our community are invaluable. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, the, the, the interesting part of, of the pandemic for I think almost everyone around the world is they've reevaluated life their own. <laughs> I mean, you saw divorce rates go up, which is really kind of fascinating on some levels, uh, but just they've reevaluated happiness and life and all these things. And uh, I think employers, what I've seen is they're reevaluating the relationship they want to have with their talent. That's correct. Talent being around the world and they want to be able to engage and retain. And I think something, uh, you know, the, uh, a benefit. This is a true benefit, uh, a health benefit that gives people awareness in a proactive way. Again, not reactive. This is a proactive way of saying, hey, these are things that can actually extend the, uh, not just your life, but the quality of your life. It's, you don't have to go through life not knowing. We can actually know some of these things. And again, that might be scary for some folks uh, to know rather than to not know, but but, but I, you know, I think most people would rather know and then deal with it and, and, uh, and have a, have some type of plan. Um, last question real quick is, is, uh, is I'm assuming you're, you're, you're selling into, or you're talking to, um, the benefits folks, the total compensation, total rewards, benefits, people, or maybe even p- potentially finance as well. Is that, is that who you, um, uh, is that who you talk to? It is. It is. And I think that the, um, particularly those in charge of total rewards, you know, as you mentioned, they're very concerned about their population. They want them healthy. They want them productive and they want to provide because we are a remote workforce now and it's not going back anytime Uh soon. It may go back three days a week or partial, but uh, with, with individuals now being in their home, employers want to give them preventative testing in their home. And that's the hereditary testing uh, can be done at, you know, in the privacy of your own home, no blood being drawn, uh, and you'll have very meaningful results. Well, I love it. Do you, a dumb question alert. Do you have a consumer model? Do you, is there, if, if I want to sign up, <laughs> now you've got me excited, <laughs> Karen. And we'll have to take care of you there. Because uh, uh, now I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we uh, are, what we do is we have a waiting list on our website. And before the first of the year, we will be rolling out a consumer model. Well, I'm going to go sign up for that right now. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. I know, I know you're crazy busy, but thank you so much because this is such a great topic. I think it's timely. I think people need to hear about this, need to hear about anything proactive, but I think you're just doing great work. So thank you so much, Karen. Really appreciate it. It's been a delight meeting you. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at Recruiting.